Good morning, and welcome back to Word, Here and There, Inspirational Plus. I am Carolyn, your podcast host. Falling. If the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24. Can you imagine jumping out of an airplane and free-falling for several hundred feet before opening your parachute? Falling, 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 and praying that the chute actually opens when you pull the cord. Do you sometimes feel like you're falling in life? You try to obey God, try to do the right things, but you continually stumble. Sometimes you go down and you're not sure how to get back up. Rest assured that God sees when you're trying to obey Him. He knows the desires of your heart. He won't let you fall so far that you can't get back up. The Lord himself will hold you up with his hand. Today, if your birthday is today, which is Thursday, November 30th, you are an enthusiastic go-getter who is passionate, intense, and focused. You want personal success. This is a playful, fun-loving year for you. Let your guard down and loosen up a bit. Have fun, but don't lose sight of your goals. Old friends might reappear in your life again. And a funny quote for today is, Thursday, the day I wonder if aliens would abduct me just to get me out of work. I'm sure a lot of people feel like that. Anyway, today I'm going to read a few things from Dear Abby. Dear Abby has been around for a while. I've grown up with Dear Abby and I've read it off and on for the past 40 years or so. Anyway, here's this one. It says, Dad wants kids to forgive Mom on her deathbed. Dear Abby, I was married young to my high school sweetheart. We have five children together. During that time, I joined the Air Force. After six years of marriage, I discovered my wife was cheating on me. Once I realized we couldn't reconcile, I told her I wanted a divorce and custody of the children. She agreed. It cost me my career with the USAF. Flash forward to today. 37 years I have has passed. I have never said a bad word to my children about their mother. My ex never took the time to build meaningful relationships with them. My oldest daughter once tried to have a relationship with her. A month or so later, she asked Dad, why did you ever marry that woman? I have just learned from my oldest daughter that her mother is dying and has less than six months to live. My oldest shared the news with her siblings, who had given up on having a mother's year ago. She also offered to drive her mom to appointments. Do you think it would be good for my children to write letters to their mother, expressing their feelings toward her and giving her forgiveness for their point of view? Their ages range from 38 to 43. They are stable, hard-working adults and great parents. Her answer to him was, You are a thoughtful, caring father and forgiving parent. Your children are adults now. You might suggest them to them. You might suggest this to them. But do not pressure them into doing anything with which they are uncomfortable. They may not deeply grieve their mother's passing. In light of the fact that she left them behind decades ago. And this one. Dear Abby, 
I have a good Christian friend in her 70s who has basically done nothing with her life. Her husband supports her for 35 years. My friend has been saying, God will show me what I should do. How can I tell her that God helps those who help themselves? She suffers from bouts of severe depression that will not even choose a hobby because she's waiting on God. Of course, I can't help her to help herself, so I feel at a loss, and it's difficult for me to watch her wait for answers that never come. What advice would you answer? And Abby's advice was, dear friend, you stated that this woman is a good friend. If you have offered her suggestions about how to utilize her time and they have been ignored, you may find less frustration. If you quit doing that, you cannot fix her indecision. However, when she starts cycling down into another depression, you should urge her to discuss it with her doctor. If she says she's waiting for God to tell her to do that because God isn't telling her anything directly, explain that God sometimes speaks to us through people that love us, of which you are one. Hope it will stir her to action because there is help for those who suffer from depression. Our story today is, How Hard Could It Be? My friend Preston jogged beside me on the track. You want a good workout? Then you should try a spin class at the gym. I laughed at the idea. Oh, let's sit on a bike and pedal for an hour going nowhere. How hard can that be? He gave me a knowing smile and invited me to join him the next day. No, nah, man, I've got better things to do. If I'm going to work out, I'm doing something that gets results. Preston nodded as if he agreed with my logic, but added, Come try it just once. Fifteen years ago, the Air Force pushed to improve its membership, physical fitness, which was never my strong suit. Preston and I both lived on the heavy side, always bordering on or exceeding the body fat standards. We both sought ways to improve our condition and get off the squadron's bad boy radar. Preston could run faster than anyone I knew at his size. Whatever he was doing, it worked. I managed to treadle along, but my joints had already started deteriorating, causing stiffness and intense pain after high-stress activities like running, basketball, and racquetball. With no impact, indoor cycling should have been a natural choice for me. I can't say for sure why I resisted. The thought of a heavyset guy flopping all over a bike didn't look good in my mind. Self-conscious about my total lack of physical coordination, I've never been a big fan of group activities where other eyes might be on me. I also didn't believe I'd get the level of exercise I needed to lose weight and improve my fitness. I used to bicycle everywhere in high school, and if ever the cliché applied, I assumed sprinting class would be just like riding a bike, both familiar and easy. But I agreed to give it a shot, and I knew I would enjoy proving Preston wrong. One day after work, I walked into the indoor cycling room and took a bike in the back corner, as far removed from the group as possible. The instructor, a short, rail-thin guy, made a wiry muscle in a spandex riding suit straight out of the Tour de France, approached me and shook my hand. Hi, I'm Sean. You got water and a towel? You're going to need them. I'm fine, I said, confident I might not even break a sweat. Thanks, though. He 
He guided me through adjusting the bike for comfort, probably because everything about me screamed. I have no idea what I'm doing. Then he took the lead bike and turned up the music, some R&B with a heavy beat for pedaling cadence. Spin is all about you and the bike, he reminded the group. Doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You pedal with the beat and adjust your resistance. On a fast song, you're pedaling quick, so resistance is light. Slower songs, you've got to turn it up to maintain that high intensity, but you control the resistance. No one's going to turn that dial for you. Sean kicked off the workout by telling us when to turn it up and when to increase our speed. Within minutes, my heart pounded like it wanted to escape my chest and sweat dripped from my arms and face. About halfway through, I stopped caring when he told us to increase resistance. I barely kept up the pace, sucking in desperate breaths that never felt enough. You are strong, Sean growled as he tore up the hill of heavy resistance. Your mind gives up long before your muscles will. Keep going. Even though everything in me cried for a break, I knew he was right. My legs could still push against the resistance and keep the bike's wheels turning, even though my will felt crushed. I finished the class shaking, soaked, stripped of my utterly wrong notions, and absolutely in love with the experience. Though it hurt my pride to eat crow and tell Preston about it, I also committed to more spun classes and started convincing other co-workers to try it out. A month later, the gym staff announced an upcoming workshop to train new certified instructors. In a military environment like this, Sean said, where people move or work on changing shifts, we can always use more. After class, I spoke with Sean. You mean I could get paid to do this? I could arrange my own workouts and pick my own music? Yeah, man, it's pretty great. I completed the certification, signed up with the gym staff, and arranged my schedule to fit in leading a couple of sessions each week. Where once I mocked the idea of a sprinting class, I found myself on the bike in front of everyone, pushing my way up a hill, looking out over the panting, sweating bodies, and echoing Sean's words, Your mind will quit long before your muscles do. I know because I almost quit before I started. Instead, I spent the next two years running classes, earning a couple of hundred dollars a month for something I would have done for free. This is Carolyn with Word Here and There, Inspirational Plus. Take care of yourself.